Chalk another one up to American Cold War ingenuity, because a couple of scientists apparently created a computer so impressive it got Megatron's attention. Sure, maybe you only had a Commodore 64 or TRS-80 in 1985, but the Department of Defense was raking in those crazy Reagan bucks. So Dr. Paul Gates, totally a name that was just pulled out of thin air, invented this creepity thing. He calls it Torque 3. I call it terrifying. What's wrong with the elegant red dot of a HAL 9000, or the hip sunglasses of your average Max Headroom? Why would you intentionally make your self-aware computer look like a monster? And for that matter, why would you make a self-aware computer at all? Terminator's been out for a year by this point. You know better. But apparently they don't, and Megatron deploys his... Um... What the hell is that? Well, let's just say he violates Torque and makes him evil. Hey, if a big silver man came at me with one of those forehead dealies, I'd probably turn evil too. So now Torque, and by extension Megatron, controls all the electronic devices in the secret compound, including the revolutionary new automated file cabinet. You know, because pulling open a drawer is a real nuisance. Unfortunately for Dr. Gates and his unnamed pal, the compound also contains a vast assortment of mobile weaponry. Some of it even has tentacles and teeth. Of all the ridiculous premises the show has asked me to accept, I really don't have a problem with this one. I completely buy that the American military was developing robot monsters in the mid-80s. We had communists to worry about, man. Megatron, Soundwave, and the cassettes throw little remote control cards on all the stuff to give Torque his own little army, then head off to cause more trouble elsewhere. And for some reason, it's just Megatron, Soundwave, and the cassettes for the remainder of this episode. Which leads me to wonder where everyone else is. Maybe they're planning Megatron's surprise party and Soundwave's just keeping him occupied for a little while. That would certainly explain the utter lack of forethought as the plot continues. They throw some more cards on a fleet of, you guessed it, oil tankers, and set up a force field pumping platform thing out in the middle of the ocean. Hey, didn't Richard Pryor already do that in Superman 3? Naturally, the Autobots find out what's going on and decide to take action. Optimus wisely splits his forces. To the oil tankers, he sends Skyfire, Hound, and Spike. To the military base, he sends everyone else. If it's not clear by this point that they're just deliberately sending Spike on suicide missions and praying he never comes back, it never will be. Prime's team, with the help of the Dinobots, of course, eventually defeats Torque's army of monster machines. I guess I was a defense contractor for too long because my first reaction to the scene was, my god, look at all the wasted tax money. Well, presumably that automatic file cabinet is still okay. One hopes. Oh, and Ironhide defeats one of the machines with his hot pointy finger. We also learn that even Optimus Prime has a weakness. It's a molybdenum alloy. I can't break it. And on top of that, I finally learned how to pronounce molybdenum. Have I mentioned how much I adore David Wise, the guy who wrote this episode? Because I really do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Skyfire lands on an oil tanker and lets his passengers exit from his little used crotch door. Unsurprisingly, the team is captured. We gotta get out of here, Hound. Sooner or later, the rest of the Autobots will show and they'll need our help. They'll need your help? Wow, I kinda want Spike to die too. The arrogant little prick manages to MacGyver their way out using a convenient electromagnet that Megatron just left lying around. But okay, credit where it's due. I was certain that the presence of Hound in this mission meant that we'd be treated to more awful crap involving holograms, but thankfully it never happens. Old GP doesn't do much in this episode, but at least he's moved on from being a one-trick pony. Having defeated Torque, by which I mean murdering him in cold blood, the remaining Autobots charge in to fight Megatron and Soundwave. Oh look, Starscream suddenly decided to show up. Weren't you supposed to be out buying the oil cake? Megatron self-destructs his platform and retreats, but before he does that, he says this. I plan to destroy this platform. 
long when my operation was complete, but the cursed Autobots wrecked my schedule, so I shall now wreck them! Tell me he didn't say what I think he said. Please. The episode ends on a laugh. You know, if you think racism is funny. You see, like all machines, torque is basically unreliable unless properly monitored. <clears throat> machine, unreliable. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, but of course, there are some machine types one can always count on. I'm speaking naturally of the... Autobots. You took the word right out of my mouth. It was in there with my foot. Yeah, it is. And now it's time for this week's science lesson. A hydrofoil is apparently a boat with skis on the bottom of it. You're pumping 